from the Outreach Department at the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Austin, Texas. This is A Sense of Texas. Here is your host, Emily Coleman. Welcome to A Sense of Texas. I'm Emily Coleman. TSBVI recently competed in the U.S. National High School Goalball Championships at the Florida School for the Deaf and Blind in St. Augustine. Both our girls and boys teams placed second, which was a huge accomplishment. I'm a goalball fan myself and was shocked to realize we hadn't featured it on A Sense of Texas. It's way past time. Mark, Tammy, and Zach graciously join us to share about the sport at TSBVI and beyond. All right, my name is uh, Zach Rambula. I am the adaptive PE teacher here at the School for the Blind, and this is my first year actually in that position, and I'm really enjoying it. I also helped coach uh, goalball this past year. And Zach, what did you do before you were a PE teacher? I was a I was working in the residential department as an RI. Tammy Reed, and I am a dorm manager here at Texas School for the Blind. I also am an athletic director and goalball coach. I'm Mark Gronquist, and uh, I'm the recreation director and also the co-athletic director with Tammy. All right, so which one of you would like to try to describe goalball to our audience? I always feel like it's a really hard thing to describe. Um, yeah. Sure. yeah, for sure. I, I, I'll try to describe it, but... I feel like you should just go to YouTube or pull up one of our old tournaments and and give it a watch. And there's probably some audio description when we've hosted the national championships and check that out. But it's a three-on-three sport. Everyone's wearing eye shades. Um, So anyone could play it. Uh, You don't have to be visually impaired. You could jump in and try it out. There's a ball. It weighs about three and a half pounds. It has few holes in it. It's a little bigger than a basketball, um, and it has bells in it. The court is uh, 9 by 18 meters and uh, about the size of a volleyball court, and uh, there's goals on either end. They just go end to end, and it's kind of like three soccer goalies that can't see trying to block a ball that's coming at them, you know, anywhere from 30 to 40 miles an hour that they're throwing their bodies in front of. And uh, it's, you know, one of the best games ever. That was pretty good. Yeah, I, I think so. that was For a pretty sure. good description. <laughs> I'm sure I left something out. Oh, well, um, it was created uh, after World War II. Um, there were some vets that wanted a physical sport, uh, team sport, and they created it in, in 1946, and then it became a Paralympic game in uh, 1976. It, it's a 76 years old this year, coincidentally. You know, it's a young sport and growing. Now, you said folks should watch it online, which is what I always say, too. Like, when I give tours and I'm like, this is our goalball gym. Look it up online. <laughs> Do you, uh, like, is there a good thing to search specifically, like, on YouTube? Or where can you find our old videos? Um, I think you'd look up USABA High School National Championships. Okay. And uh, ours will definitely come up. And maybe the Florida School for the Blind and Deaf will also come up. They just hosted it. Uh, Tammy and Zach were just there. As well as you, yes. right? Yeah. Good time. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was really great. So we took a girl and a boys team 
and we excitedly came back with a second place in the U.S. National High School Championship for both our girls and boys team. We worked hard all the way through, tried to take it one game at a time, and it worked for us. I thought we played really well. We had two players on our team that was their first uh, time going to nationals. Wow. So I thought they played really well. And uh, we played Florida, and Florida's always uh, a tough team. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought we played. I thought we played good. And how many teams were there again? Someone asked there me that. There were seventeen teams yep. there. Wow. And that's the highest it's been in a while since COVID. Right. So we're hoping to have that same response next year. Yeah. Here or more. That's or right. more. It is supposed to be here, right? Yes. Yes. It is here. <laughs> it is that's here. right. It is here. Yeah. So uh, how do you get into the national tournament? Is there anything you have to do ahead of time, like if there were schools listening that might be interested? There's a couple of things you need to do, and one is usually go to a goalball tournament before nationals and compete so that you kind of get an idea about it. And then if you do that, you're allowed to go to nationals. Since COVID, that I feel like maybe has wavered a little bit since people had a hard time. The other thing is that you have to be a registered player with USABA, so you have to register with them, and each player has to have a membership with them to be able to play in that tournament. Okay. And we had a couple players that made, like, the what, – what's it called? The All-American team? All-American what's team. that mean? What? What's that for? Yeah, so the, um, the All-American team, and fortunately the coach for the Florida school, he is the, actually a, the men's Olympic coach. And so you kind of get put into these pool of players where they kind of start looking at you when you start going to tournaments and you get put into a residency program or you could get put into a residency program and you get to – go to tournaments all over the world and represent the U.S. And And you had the opportunity. We just found out this week that Darius Matthews, one of our team members, made the youth team, the USA youth team. And he gets to go to Colombia in June and uh, Brazil in July to play in Youth Worlds. That's awesome. Yes, we're very excited about that. Uh, Miriam uh, Larson, Mm -hmm. one of the girls who played for our girls team who – is a sister school to us. We claim her. Uh, she is also was chosen in the girls, but they're not going to the Pan Am games, but they are going to Youth Worlds. Very exciting. So then do do those students that make it to that national level, do they have practices they go to beforehand, like training camps or anything? Yeah, they'll have, they'll have programs or training camps hosted in, typically in Indiana, Fort Wayne. Okay. And um, they'll go up there usually about a week or a weekend. They'll stay there. They'll stay at the facilities, and they'll just train for goalball. And um, wait, and they'll maybe do it maybe every other month or something like that, depending on when the tournament is coming up. Now, Zach, you play on an adult goalball team, right? I do. So what's how does that get organized, or who do you guys play? Ooh, it's uh, a lot of organizing, a lot of uh, pulling teeth for some people to come out and play. But, um, you know, we do have a good core of people who, who always come and are consistent. And that's been a big key of, like, having our program uh, stay, stay afloat. And we're very fortunate that you have allowed us to use the facilities to, to practice and, and play. Because um, finding a gym and having to tape down everything is, mm-hmm. it takes. And putting up the nets. Yes, it's, it's um, not easy. It's not easy. It's not. That's probably one of the reasons why a lot of programs um, don't stay afloat, too. But yeah, we here in Austin, we've created a program for a men's and women's team. Uh, last year was the first time we went to uh, tournaments in Georgia, 
mm-hmm. tournaments in Phoenix, and we also represented us in uh, nationals, the adult nationals. Okay. And we are actually hosting a tournament here tomorrow. Oh. Which good. should be pretty fun, and we're all excited about. This is actually the first adult tournament I've ever known of here in Texas. Okay. And it's with all Texas teams this time. That's right, all Texas teams. Um, you know, Texas for a long time has not been in the goalball world. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're just trying to change that and give our students, you know, because our students are so enriched with sports when they're here. Yeah. Uh, they have so many opportunities. And um, after high school, we still want that to be there for them. It shouldn't have stopped at high school. It shouldn't, you know, let them still do recreational or competitive uh, activities after yeah. It's great. Yeah. How many teams are in the tournament tomorrow? Uh, we're going to have four men's teams, and we were hoping for three women's, but we ended up having uh, two women's teams. Okay. Great. That's great. Yeah, that's it, pretty cool for a one state to have uh, be able to host their own tournament all in one state. It's pretty yeah. cool. I didn't even know they had an adult nationals. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's big. It's in Indiana. Oh, yeah. okay. And it's usually in July. Okay. Do they recruit from that for the USABA team or the U.S. team? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's. I mean, they definitely take a good look there. They took a good look at all the regional tournaments they have around the U.S. Um, but, yeah, that would be the next step for our, our high school students mm-hmm. and for all high school students around the U.S. to, after youth nationals and you know, graduate to the adult nationals. And there's definitely, there's there's been times where people in high school still play in, in the adult nationals as well. Yeah. Wow. It's not often that there's a high school sport that gets, like, attention for, like, Olympic hopefuls, you know. I mean, we get a yeah. lot of that here, it seems. Yes. And I was, I was going to say, if, if you haven't heard of it or seen it, you can watch a video, but I encourage people to go volunteer if you go oh. look it up, there's a tournament near you. I would go volunteer because it's, it's different in person. It is different when you just see it. You can sit there and go, oh, but to actually mm-hmm. experience yeah. it and to have the ball thrown at you and maybe stop the ball even with your foot. Yeah, yeah, you could have a bruise the next day <laughs> easily. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we always encourage people come out, would, check it out. Yep, I always say it takes um, someone. Uh, with some courage to play blind sports. Like every blind sport I yeah. played, it's always either throwing yourself on a hard ground or mm-hmm. getting hit by a ball. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's rough. It's fun though, super fun. Yeah. I always think it's like, I for me, goalball is one of the most exciting sports to watch because every play is a potential goal. So it's not like you're, It's. I mean, I like watching like football but it's a, it's a, sometimes it's a slow march down the field you know right. but this one it's like every time there's there's always a chance that there's going to be a score so always action there's always yeah. action yeah and you definitely can change you can be down and three minutes later you're back up right right so yeah. kind of as a coach or spectator spectator it's it's hard for me or or part of the energy of it is you have to be quiet <laughs> while the ball's moving back and forth. And there's just so many close calls. And I know when I'm on video, I'm just making some really weird moves with my body, <laughs> like on the sideline as a coach. Um, but kind of holding that excitement in until there is a goal and you can make noise. Mm-hmm. So I definitely experienced that this year. I was like <laughs> <laughs> hopping up and down in the box and not trying to make noise. 
Did it, did either of you get penalties, Tammy or Zach? For <laughs> we I got, got one. I thought I you got did. One. I got one, but it wasn't fair. I don't think it was fair. I called shenanigans on him, but uh, yeah, it's hard. Uh, you want to give your players as much information during a short period of time yeah. before the ref was quiet, please. Yeah. And I was in the midst. Zach had just said, "Hey, say this," and I went, uh, and then I stopped. And if I would have kept on, I don't think they would have heard me. But I. Oh, I but you caught s- yourself. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the gym was really loud. It was. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of cheering going on. Which makes it fun, too. Yeah, it's it awesome. Because it ramps it all up and gets the players ramped up. Because it is quiet, please, a lot of the time. Yeah. It kind of almost seems a little, you know, calm. But yeah. then when the cheer happens or people start saying, go, yeah. you know, Wildcats or whatever, then it, you know, yeah. it gets you excited. Well, in a, in a tournament, when you have a gym full of high schoolers, it's so hard to keep them quiet when they're supposed to be quiet. I, yeah. I'm just a pain drop, a water bottle, yeah, all kinds of yeah. things. Yeah, Washington was a big fan of us, so shout out to them. They're so cheering great. us on. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We had a cheering section at Nationals, which was very cool. It, it was. Really fun for the kids. Well, speaking of the kids, um, I know we took two teams to nationals, but we also have like more than that that play, right? So what kind of um, opportunities do we have for all the kids to participate on campus? And do they practice all year or how often do they practice? Yeah, I would say so it's an any any age could kind of start. Mm-hmm. Um, so beginner levels all the way through adult and, you know, you can adapt it a little bit, make it a little easier. It's really fun to see the growth, how, like, some beginner kids that can barely kind of find their way around the, the player's box. And then just a, a year later or even six months later, we see them advancing and they're just moving all around in space. So this year we took a few groups to Sports Extravaganza, and that was in Dallas, Texas. And we got to take two boy teams and one girl team to that and it was really great because not just the the one set of kids got to go you know and to see the kids and their excitement when they score or when they block a ball you know it makes it all worth it for us but um I think they really enjoyed that and then the next day they did some track and field events Mm -hmm. How do you think it, like a student participating in goalball, how do you think that impacts their lives off the court? Like what what changes have you seen in students when they participate? I mean, I'm thinking of one in particular uh, who's on my dorm, and he came here very timid, not speaking a lot of English and pretty shy, and goalball has just made him come out of his shell. <laughs> He's just happy all the time, and he shouts, Go Ball is life now, <laughs> and he's so happy. And family day, he was here with his family, but his sibling got sick, and he had to leave, and he cried because he so wanted to play in the goalball Ball game to show his parents and stuff. I mean, I send pictures, yeah, you know, but yeah. it it has made a huge difference in his life and his confidence yeah. level. And and just being aware where he's at, Mm -hmm. it has great O&M aspect to it. You know, being able to hear sounds, know where you're at, and get back to your spot. Yeah, that's a great point. For sure, it it definitely and all that like it it also just gives them like stuff to play team sports. Mm -hmm. There's not much uh, opportunities for uh, our students to go out there and play a team sport. Like we have wrestling, which is very singleized track. It's individualized, and then we have goalball, which is uh, 
team oriented. It can build like leadership skills, teamwork, all that. Uh, it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great opportunity for that. What about you, Mark? Anything to add? Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna say the same stuff that Zach just said, but confidence and teamwork, um, sportsmanship. It just it just translates to adult life. And um, a lot of skills, just the kids coming together and working towards a, a common goal and, and you know, picking one up when, when somebody else is down, you know, learning to win and lose. They're just really good teaching moments. A lot of first times for a lot of these, these kids, uh, experiences, not just in the games, but kind of just even traveling. You know, a lot of the kids have never Ridden left the stage. Or, yeah. yeah. So kind of lifelong learning experiences. Yeah. I thought it was it was great being uh, one of the things that I love about nationals or, or going to the goalball tournaments is that it just feels like a regular high school event. Like the kids are on their own. They're independently traveling. They're hanging out with kids from other schools. They're disappointed because they're losing. You know, they're happy when they're winning. (laughs) And um, it's just like very, uh, it's just such a natural environment for, for a high school kid. And it's really fun to be a part of that. And the expectations are high that they show up, that they work mm-hmm. hard, you know, they go all in. And it's uh, like three days yeah. of just doing that, yeah. sitting in the bleachers, playing, eating, sitting in the bleachers, <laughs> playing, eating. And, I mean, that's a lot to ask of yeah. kids, you Ups, know? downs, yeah. sideways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. it's very fun. Well, if uh, if – Someone was listening and they wanted to maybe start a goalball team at their in their school district or elsewhere. Like, where could they go to get information on that? USABA is really trying to get the word out there about goalball, and they have the USA men's and women's coach and uh, the lead referee um, official. She's real big. She'll come out. They'll train. They'll they they're trying to really push it. You could always contact Zach. Mark or myself about it also, and we could give you their names or uh, numbers or information, and we could also help you understand what you would need to start. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I'm also part of an organization that um, tries to put together all kinds of adaptive programs all around Texas. Um, so we're always looking for like TVIs or 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 students who are motivated to start a program in their in their district and the. Organization is called TAPI, Texas Adaptive Play Initiative. So, um, if you know, if you're looking out there, we can. That's also an organization that could help uh, get them started and give them information. And y'all have a website. Right? We do have a website. It's uh, TAPI again, T A P I, and that's actually the the organization that's hosting the tournament tomorrow. And it doesn't only do adult; we do uh, youth as well. Good. What about for like a, a blind adult that wanted to get signed up with a goalball team? Same thing, Tappy? Tappy, yeah. Okay. Or, uh, we have a team here in Austin, the Rattlesnakes, and we have our women's team. I think they're about to change their name. They were called the Torments uh, <laughs> last year. Um, and then uh, there's a team in Houston called the Houston Ballers. They okay. can contact them. Again, we have we also have their information on our website. Great. So, um, yeah, again, you can reach out to us, um, and we try to – get them the closest uh, program to to them okay but yeah uh, same thing though if you're an adult you still want to sign up with usaba and pay the membership that you, well, you can go to a tournament once you go to a tournament you can you're qualified to go to nationals cool well anything else about goalball you guys want to share it's the best sport there is <laughs> <laughs> i love playing it it's awesome it's awesome i'm ready to play tomorrow and uh 
yeah, check out the live stream. There'll be a live stream. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Go Balls Live. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know an infant or toddler in Texas who may have a vision problem? They may qualify for free services. Support from a teacher of students with visual impairment may increase a child's success in school and life. Call 817-740-7530 to find out more. That's 817-740-7530. One of our own employees in residential is a member of the U.S. National Women's Goalball Team. Libby Doherty's goalball expertise is superior, and the opportunities she's had speak for that. Uh, my name is Libby Darty, and my, uh, I'm a residential instructor. Uh, I've worked full-time for a year. This is my second year. So a little bit of backstory. Uh, when I was 10, my first coach approached me at Sports Extravaganza and asked if I wanted to play. So I showed up to practice the next weekend, and I've played ever since. Um, I played youth goalball throughout middle and high school. I even played with uh, the TSBVI team a couple years. After I graduated, I went to the adult circuit, and I played with the team from Atlanta for a while. And in 2020... The USA uh, women's head coach reached out to me and said, you know, we've been watching you play. Um, we'd love to bring you out to the training center and have you train with the team. So I went out in July because all of my schooling uh, at UT was online. And the next couple months later, he put me in the player pool, um, which means I was eligible to make national teams. Uh, and this year was my first time making a national team. In February, I went to Brazil uh, to play in the America's Championships. And how'd you guys do in Brazil? We got bronze. Nice. And then we went to Sweden for a practice tournament with some of the European teams. Uh, same for Germany. Uh, where I went to Germany, had a practice tournament. Kind of improved every single time. Um, and next week starts the World Championships, which is our first chance to qualify for Paris in 2024 at the Paralympics. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're like on the U.S paralympic team like yes. you're well i'm on the national i'm on so technically i'm not on the paralympic team yet if we're going to be technical because okay. <laughs> um, it's not named until the paralympics but i am on the in the national pool and i am on the world's team which is our second biggest international tournament to the paralympics wow so how many um women are on the national team we have nine in our player pool um we're only allowed to bring six to each tournament we have six and then two alternates can you imagine, like, ha think of all the traveling you have got to do. Yes. <laughs> is that one of the best parts? It is, but actually I really enjoy, one of my favorite parts about going to international tournaments is watching different countries play the sport and how, like, something can be played in so many ways by so many different people. I love, that's my favorite part is to just sit at tournaments and watch other teams and listen to how they communicate and how they get around on the court and... Yeah, that's my favorite part, just watching. So do you think the United States has its own style of play that's different from other countries? I don't necessarily, I mean, we all have different systems. Uh, when we play the United States, um, we actually have, there are a lot of teams. We were the first to kind of um, bring in our system of play, which is kind of like all on the front line, not old, not traditional goalball. Um, and other teams have followed in that, but other teams, um, you know, haven't and do their own thing and there's just different styles of defense different styles of offense it's the same game I don't think we have our own like unique uh, way of playing it's just um yeah no I, I think every team cultivates their own but it's just like talking or how we talk how we communicate how we get around 
Now tell me where the training center is and how much time you have had to spend there. The training center is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, and to be eligible for the national pool, you have to live out there for a while. Um, so I lived out there for a year, middle of 2020 to the middle of 2021. And then I came back to Austin, but I go to Fort Wayne monthly to train, uh, to have training camps and to train with the team and be tested by our like strength and conditioning coaches and all of that. So do you, your travel, is that um, covered through like scholarships and grants or that kind of thing? So uh, because it is a national team and because we're working on qualifying for the Paralympics, uh, the USOPC, uh, Olympic and Paralympic Committee, pay for our tickets to international tournaments um, and to training camps. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we're really, really happy that you're here at TSVVI. If you were going to give advice for someone to learn more about goalball, where would you send them? We actually have a team in Austin. We practice at the school, but also there are teams developing all over the state. A couple of the guys that are running the program here have gone and like gone to other states, built the programs, got the people involved. And so we have teams in San Antonio. We have teams in Houston, uh, Dallas, working on one in El Paso. So reach out to us and we can get you set up. Now, uh, I have one last question for you. How do you think that being involved on a goalball team helps our students in what characteristics do you think it builds in them? I think just in general, learning how to be on a team. Uh, that's something that not a lot of blind children or like children with disabilities get the opportunity to do. Being able to play the sport teaches you, okay, how do I work together with someone? How do I treat everyone, maybe if we don't always get along, with common respect? That's my favorite aspect of the sport, is being able to be a part of a team. And I think that is really great for our students to get to experience that. Please check out Goalball on your own if you've never seen the sport. It really is something else. From the TSBBI Outreach Department and A Sense of Texas, I'm Emily Coleman. See you next time. This has been a presentation of the Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired Outreach Department. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics to cover in future episodes, please contact us at podcast at tsbvi.edu.